Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Finance in a Flash, presented by Vegan Financial Strategies. I'm your host, John Motto, and today I'm joined by Chip Heimiller. Chip, how are you doing this morning? Oh, John, I'm doing great, and I'm super excited about this podcast. Yes, we're continuing on with our estate planning series, um, and if you haven't listened, we've touched on uh, asset titling and um, probate. They're two great episodes. I don't know about you, Chip, but I had a blast recording them, and I think they're really helpful and um, can provide some uh, some some clarity and peace of mind to our listeners. Yeah, no doubt, and and uh, it's it's definitely doesn't seem like the uh, most exciting topic but it's one that a lot of people have stress and anxiety around so it's 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 good to you know i feel like knowledge is power in this area totally agree and if you haven't listened to those podcasts i would highly encourage it but before we get going today um chip it's fall here and fall also means football and you mentioned earlier not on our not on our estate planning series podcast but in a in a podcast we did a couple weeks ago that you're playing fantasy football so i think our listeners are dying to know how bad you're doing uh well i let's just say i'm middle of the road i'm hopeful that i can make the playoffs but uh you know you know it's funny fantasy, fantasy football is one of those things where it takes zero skill and, uh, and it's kind of a good thing because I don't know that I'm the best at, at uh, going through that. And But it's a fun, it's a fun activity. And, uh, you know, I, I would say that I'm not last. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not last, even though I'm secretly cheering against you. I know you're playing with your family, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm cheering for others. Yeah, my daughter and my wife are the, you know, they're in first and second, I think. So they're they're really doing well and really rubbing it in all along the way because my son and I are much more into it than they are. So uh, we'll leave it at that. Well, I'd love <laughs> to hear that. All right. So let's uh, let's jump into it. So like we said, we're we're continuing our, our series on estate planning. Uh, this episode, we're going to be discussing wills. Um, wills are something that, you know, sound simple and, um, you know, in some ways are, and in a lot of ways not. Um, but it's so important. And, and Chip, could you really get us kicked off by, um, by discussing and explaining what a will is and how they're used? Yeah, so a will is, is really a, um, quite simply a legal document that uh, expresses a person's wishes on how their uh, property should be distributed upon their death. That's, uh, in a nutshell, that's what it is. All right. And like I kind of said earlier, it, it, it sounds simple, but I think we're about to throw a wrench in the tire here and get a little bit more uh, complicated. So, Chip, you know, we, you, you've given us a definition of what a will is, but, um, you know, I think most people, their questions about wills would be around, you know, what are some important decisions that maybe they need to take or be made during um, that process? And what kind of provisions would you have in the will? Yeah, I mean, so to me, it's, it's simply thinking through, you know, how do you want the things that you own to be distributed and who should get those? And, and even the timing of that, you know, sometimes that's important, especially when you're dealing with um, small children and, and minors and, uh, and people who depend on you. So, you know, that's kind of what, you know, in my mind is the essence of, of having a will and, and what needs to be included. Yeah, and you, you kind of touched on it, you know, you mentioned it briefly, but I think this is, this is a really important um, about wills and something to think about in there. Let's say I have kids and minors. So what kind of things should I be thinking through um, when I'm discussing a minor in my will? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I think every family is a little bit different. I think that, um, you know, you, you, you really, I, I can tell you, I've got lots of stories of bad things that have happened when minors, you know, you know, a 17 year old inherits a, an awful lot of money. Uh, so you definitely, you know, when you're thinking through your will and how that's structured, you definitely want to consult with an attorney about, um, you know, your minors and, and how that might work. Um, but, you know, just to uh, kind of think through, like, you know, when we're thinking about a will, what what really do you need to um, what are the important people that you need to identify in there? And so, and so to, to me, it's you know, who's going to be the executor or personal representative of the will. And, um, and that's a big one. And that, that even one, kind yes. of transcends to, you know, who should be the guardian of my children. Uh, and so those are big decisions that need to be addressed in, in the will. And, um, and it's one that is so important. I mean, you know, uh, and, it's, and it's important to evaluate that over time and kind of review those, those important people. So are there any other um, in, important decisions that need to be made when determining some of the other provisions that are within your will? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we hit on a little bit about uh, minors and to me, um, you know, a guardian of who, you know, who would be the guardian should something happen to, to, you know, husband and wife, you know, what, what would happen to the children? Um, you know, how do you want uh, people to inherit assets from you? You know, do you want them to receive assets directly or uh, should they be filtered through a trust of some sort, right? So if you have a, a 15 year old, uh, child, I know I have a 16 year old and I wouldn't want her to inherit, you know, um, a, a sizable sum of money. I mean, who knows what might happen and who would influence her and, and that sort of thing. So you kind of want to think through how that might happen. And, and really, you know, in, in the will, uh, oftentimes attorneys will include trust, a trust provision for minor children. And, um, and that way people can kind of designate, hey, I've got a, I've set up this trust. Um, here's the trustee and now trustee and the guardian are two different people. It can be two different people. It doesn't have to be. But sometimes, you know, your guardian is might be the person who is your nurturer and um, a, a person who gives, provides support, you know, psychological support and, and um, you know, that those types of things to your children, whereas a trustee is much more financial um, and rigid. Right. You don't you, you, you want this person to be a, you know, not not really a pushover. Right. You, you kind of want to make sure that it's, the, it's a person who is, is follows, you know, your wishes and, and is a stickler for that. So, you know, think through who might be the guardian, who might be the trustee, what should be the terms of the trust for children, um, who should be the successor trustee. I mean, oftentimes, you know, who knows what happens if you name your parents as a trustee? Well, I mean, if they're up in age, they something could happen to them, and you would want to have a successor in place. The same thing with guardians. You might want to have a primary guardian, but then you maybe you have a secondary guardian in the event that something happens to your first choice. And so it's just one of those, uh, a few of the decision uh, points in a will and thinking through who the appropriate people uh, might be in those, those cases. Uh, that, that's super interesting, Chip, because one thing I gathered from what you just said is 
you know, it seems like your will maybe could be updated or, you know, changes during the se- your different seasons of life, right? You know, you're not always, your kids are not always going to be minors. Yeah. Um, your parents aren't always going to be able to be the ones that, you know, can, can you know, be in, in certain roles in your will. You know, things are going to change over time. Um, and that's, that's for sure. Yeah. And it's important to review um, and, and confirm these uh, specific people who are in your will. And, you know, you, you made a good point about the seasons of life and that's couldn't be more accurate, right? You have, you go through these periods in your life, right? You, you, you there's the newly, newlywed phase and, uh, and the young parent phase. And then there's your kind of middle, uh, middle of the road phase, your middle age phase, maybe when your kids are a little bit older. And then there's, you know, the latter stages where maybe your children are out of the house and, and you're planning around, you know, it's, 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 uh, the will would have a different flavor depending on these seasons. Yeah, that, that is a, that's an excellent point. And I think, you know, Chip, you've done a great job of kind of explaining how to think through creating a will, but a lot of folks come to us and say, you know, Chip, um, John, this is a super complicated, super important, um, aspect of things and we really want to get this right um you know i'm a little intimidated about doing it on my own even though i know it's possible um is you know is it possible to have an attorney um help out with this and and i think you kind of mentioned that earlier but how might i go about preparing for that meeting with an attorney and like what do i bring yeah and this is something that we can we help people with that this part right you mean you know to how do you prepare for uh, your meeting with an estate planning attorney. And we have a, uh, an article on the, our website that kind of hits on these things. But I'll say that, I mean, to me, uh, you want to think through the individuals that are going to be the decision makers in your will, and you need to have their full names, addresses, contact information uh, for all those people. Um, you want to have a, a basic financial statement. It doesn't have to be full of details, but you want to have uh, an idea of you want to give the attorney an idea of, of how your your what your asset base look, looks like what the what types of accounts you have because they're all a little bit different right you want to make sure that you have this financial statement that covers you know kind of where you are in your life financially uh, I think you need to think through things like you know make sure that the the attorney is aware of life insurance policies that are in place. Um, think through beneficiary designations. Who are the current beneficiary designations of your life insurance policies and your qualified plans IRAs? Right. Who the who are those people? And um, and you also you you need to make sure that the decision makers um, in your uh, who are going to be named in your will are the appropriate choices. And that's something that attorneys can help you think through. And, um, and provide quite a bit of insight there. So uh, that's kind of what I would say uh, with that question. And I think right after that question, most folks, most folks would ask us, well, that all sounds great, but how much is that, you know, what's the ballpark of what that might cost? Yeah, and that's, you know, that's a, a good question. And it's honestly, it's one of those things where you need to ask. Every attorney will tell you what their 
fee rate is. Oftentimes what we see is it's a package rate. You know, they'll, they will uh, draft a will. They'll also draft uh, other important documents like durable powers of attorney, so, uh, which is a document that um, assigns power of attorney for someone to, to make financial decisions on your behalf if you can't on your behalf if you can't do that. Healthcare powers of attorney or other documents that they'll draft. In other words, who would make a decision on your health care if you weren't in a position to do that. Um, you know, and also advanced directives. So, you know, that's kind of end of life planning, like, you know, uh, when to, uh, you know, kind of have a feeding tube, do you want those and that kind of thing. So most of the time it's a package uh, like that and attorneys will quote quote up front. And what we're seeing is somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, I'll say at the low end, it might be $700. Um, and then at the high end, it may be, I don't know, gosh, I've seen it in the tens of thousands of dollars. So it just depends on, you know, the complexity of the estate, what's involved, what kind of documents need to be drafted and how much time the attorney spends and that sort of thing. But um, that's the one thing that we can help uh, clients of ours identify who's the appropriate attorney, right? So, I mean, we have been doing this a long time. And so we kind of have people, client uh, attorneys who can work with clients, you know, who are newlyweds and just starting out. Um, we have attorneys that work best for uh, people with family-owned businesses. Um, and we have attorneys that work well for other situations, like special needs uh, situations. And they're familiar with those rules and how, how that can be handled. So, you know, it, I think it's important to identify the appropriate attorney. Um, I really try to steer, uh, steer clients clear of attorneys who are not focused on estate planning. You know, if they've done three real estate closings today and now you're in their office um, requesting estate documents, I really don't like that. I'm not saying that they're, they can't be acceptable documents, but I generally like to see attorneys who are state-focused uh, uh, draft our clients' wills. I just feel like there's uh, a certain amount of expertise that's, that's worth that extra little bit of money uh, the clients pay. And... Um, and that's great tip uh, I, and I really appreciate that but you know you kind of touched on it there towards the end of your last statement you know you said you know we as financial advisors can kind of help you know connect people with people that are uh, with attorneys that are in our network but are there any other um, roles or something like that that an advi uh, financial advisor plays in the you know in the drafting or in the not necessarily the drafting but the reviewing of the wills doc and estate documents in general yeah and i'm glad you asked this question because it is uh, i feel like the financial advisor has a really important role here because you know i don't know most of the time estate planning attorneys aren't as close. They don't understand the client's value system and family structure and all of these things as well as a financial advisor. Uh, but I'll, I'll go through a few things. Uh, a financial advisor can help um, identify possible problems. You know, they can, they can recognize, hey, the, this uh, document was drafted at when you lived out of state and state laws have changed. And, you know, so a financial advisor usually can, can identify those types of issues. Um, they can uh, identify and recommend an appropriate type of attorney. We've already hit on that a little bit. Uh, they can also help interpret attorney speak. And I think this is an important one because oftentimes attorneys forget that they're speaking with someone who 
maybe has never gone through the estate planning process. And so it's important uh, to me that my clients understand exactly what the attorney is asking and um, and help frame an answer for that. So um, so helping under understand attorney speak. Um, you know the other one is implementation. Uh, oftentimes attorneys do a fantastic job of drafting these beautiful estate uh, documents, but there are other things that need to happen. You know sometimes you need to change beneficiary designations. Sometimes you need there's asset titling issues. You know you, instead of owning you know you might want to convert a personal brokerage account into a revocable living trust which is what we're going to talk about in our next podcast by the way um, but you know that's that's kind of the role the the advisor can play and it's an important role in my opinion yeah it's, it's a very important role and we've seen you know just from our clients here how important that role can be and kind of assisting uh, with that is is a great value we can add Oh yeah, for sure. And, and, and identifying problems. Like I've seen, we've seen everything. We've seen clients have brought in wills that they didn't sign. They weren't notarized. They were, had, were no witnesses. And so it may have worked in, uh, if, if something had happened to them, but probably not. We've seen situations where, um, you know, uh, ex-spouses, were named as had had important roles in the estate planning of someone like well after the divorce you know it already happened and so you know I think that you know we can help identify those problems and 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 you know help solve and make a solution for for those problems so I think that that working with an with an advisor in conjunction with working with an attorney is super important yeah I totally agree and they can just kind of be the glue between each other um, and it can be super, super helpful when it matters most. Um, well, Chip, you know, we kind of talked about how an estate attorney might help. Well, let's say, um, and I'm going to be a little selfish here and ask a question, you know, where I'm, you know, I I'm relatively young. I'm about to get married in December. Um, you know, I, I haven't maybe, I, I, I've thought about a will, but I, I don't have one. So I've seen these ads online and, you know, while watching TV, would it be bad or, you know, not advisable to, to do one of those online templates? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll say that something is always better than nothing. Um, but the online templates, uh, I think that they kind of are driven by a question and question and answer type of process. And oftentimes, uh, I think people misinterpret the questions. And so what we've seen is, you know, not great results from sources like LegalZoom. And I know Sue Zorman has, um, you know, kind of a service that, that she um, likes that um, she recommends. So, but, but, you know, to me, that's okay. Um, and it's, it is going to be, you're going to save a little bit of money there, but uh, for most of our clients and for most people that, that we work with, it's just not appropriate. I mean, uh, lots of things on the estate planning side are very driven by the state, and every state is a little bit different. And so, you know, having an attorney that, you know, works with people in your, your state is super important because the state laws uh, kind of drive a lot of decisions. So, you know, whereas, uh, you know, the sources like LegalZoom and you know, some of the online providers really don't have a lot of, um, 
you know, it's a very basic and general document that, that works on the federal side, but maybe not on the, the state side of things. Great. Well, that that's excellent information to know um, and and have. Um, so I, I think that about does it for our episodes on our episode on wills. Um, Chip, any parting words for our listeners today? No, it's getting a will drafted meeting with an, an attorney is is such an easy thing to do. Um, you know, it, it really takes you know a couple of hours in total of your time. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's on cruise control for a little while, but, um, you know, you have to reassess and, and whenever there's changes in your family or, or any kind of transition that you kind of go through. So, you know, I, I, I like, uh, this part of planning for people because I know how important it is. My clients don't get really excited about it, but, you know, we tend to drive the process and do a lot of the work and handholding for the client. So, you know, I think that's that helps out a lot, but it's really an easy thing to check off the to-do list by and large. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Chip. Um, I really enjoyed recording this with you, and thank you to our listeners for listening today. Remember, if you have a question about anything we discussed today, please shoot us an email. Um, we'd love to hear from you, and um, we'd love to, to interact. Um, but please join us next time as we continue our estate planning series. Um, we're going to talk about revocable living trusts. I know that's something that me and Chip both get really excited about, so I know it's going to be great. Can't um, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then so to finish everything up, I'm just going to go ahead and plug our last one. Following the Rebel Pool Living Trust, we're going to have a um, an episode on advanced estate planning techniques. Um, that one's going to be great as well. Um, but until then, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much.